Hello, everyone, and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly, bringing you Transformers news from around the world to Australia, or Transformers news in Australia to the world. We probably should have written this a little bit better. <laughs> this is episode 156. We are recording live on June 15th, 2018. This week, we'll be talking about... Well, what do you think we're going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about the new Masterpiece Prime. Uh, there's uh, some um, some golden oldies coming back as uh, reissues, some uh, more third-party Seekers, just if you don't have enough Seekers on your shelves. And uh, there's um, also the first, as far as I'm aware, IDW Transformers comics artist has uh, touched Australian soil. And we met him last week at Oz Comic Con in Melbourne. So we'll be talking about talking a little bit about that, uh, all that more coming up after this. So, back in the saddle, it's been it's been a few weeks since I've been sitting in my study, as I can tell by the amount of Transformers boxes that have grown around me in it. Uh, I'm Jason. Joining me this week, we have Brad coming from his undisclosed bunker in somewhere in rural Victoria. Hello, guys. Welcome back, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. And coming to us from coming to us from Adelaide, we have Max. How are you doing, Max? I'm doing too bad, thank you. Yes, you've survived Hurricane Jason coming to visit. But just barely, just barely. Just barely, yeah, no, no. St it's... Still haven't gone over cold from two weekends ago. <laughs> I told you, I, I, I told you, I thought you were getting sick, but yeah, I oh, know, no, you're, no, you're fine. It's no, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so uh, what have you, what have you guys been up to this week? It's, um, it's been a, a couple of weeks since I've been on, but um, yeah, what, what's been happening? Nothing much, really. Nothing. That's good. This has gone well, well early. I just prepping for exams at uni. Um, Yay. Beyond that, enjoyed watching the annual crock of shit that is E3. Oh, yes. Well, so I'm pretty happy that I can now go and get Fortnite on my Switch. So um, I'm planning to go and do that sometime this weekend. Well, I, I did spend the past week like just going insane over a new Halo trailer. But mm -hmm. for, for the most part, I always enjoy every year you get a whole bunch of videos that's come up online of just this massive convention being an absolute disaster. <laughs> and I love it every time. I have I have been to a massive convention. Uh, e3 in LA or, or Vegas? There too. Is, is E3 in Los Angeles or is it in Las Vegas? I believe it's Vegas. Oh, uh, and Los Angeles, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've been to a big convention in Las Vegas. I've been to CES and like that, that thing is massive and it takes a massive amount of organization to handle it. So yeah, sometimes it's beyond us mere mortals. But anyway, uh, Brad, how have you been up? How have you been doing? What have you been up to? Uh, I have a throat infection, so my talking is going to be limited tonight, but um, flat out with work, early starts, restless nights, all the stuff you love during winter. Yes, it is. It is regrettably winter in Australia. Um, if you've been, if you've been playing along at home, then um, yeah, regular listeners will be aware that uh, uh, it is June, <laughs> and thus it is, thus it is winter. Um, it is freezing cold in Sydney tonight. I don't know. Uh, I say freezing cold. It's like seven or eight degrees or something. Winter, Australian winters in anywhere that isn't the Alps have this habit of being very miserable. Yeah, I, I I can um I can I can vouch for that. It's it's pretty miserable. I've been working weird hours this week, um, and I worked overnight and had today off. But so subsequently, I'm pretty tired right now. We are recording. We we record fairly late on a Friday night, and um, yeah, it's, I'm I'm a little bit sleepy. So if I fall asleep, I can't really be held responsible for it. Okay. <laughs> I just shout at you through the microphone. Yes, yes, do that. All the listeners will appreciate it. Um, cool. Let's uh, let's get a bit of a move on now. As I mentioned, we well, I, I went to Oz Comic Con in Melbourne last week, and uh, we had a we didn't have a table there um, due to a, a, a number of administrative issues. <laughs> um, but uh, 
we did ha- we did have a few of us on the um a few of us prowling the showroom floor and uh, a few of us met up at crown afterwards and uh like brad if you turn on the screen share then um i i do have a couple of stupid photographs that i took out the crown meetup that i thought i'd uh, i thought i'd show off We've, we realized very quickly that uh, Legends Prime was capable of holding Ultra Magnus's gun. <laughs> and then we realized that he's also capable of holding Ultra Magnus's head. <laughs> so um, this became our table mascot for the, uh, for the night. And he also, he also took part in a Titanic reenactment. Is, um, that a, is that a G1 Prime? That's a KO G1 Prime. Okay, because I was going to uh, say, I don't remember G1 Prime being that small. Like, is that undersized that, or not? That, that's, that's a pretty regular size G1 Prime. That, I think what you might find is that the, uh, the, the, the Legends class Prime that we're using is actually the oversized KO version. Oh, okay. oh there you go. Yeah. Got the G1 Prime and was, that doesn't <coughs> look right. Yes. Um, and, of course, there is an empty Coke bottle there. Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, so, uh, I had a bit of a fly. And, look, he got told off by Simon, um, mainly because he appeared to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder at some point. But... <laughs> Waits, waits for applause. <coughs> um, and, um, yeah. Good. Well, there is, of course, a, you, you can see uh, Chris in the background uh, hamming it up for the camera as well. Did you put a dim sim on a G1 Prime's head? Nope. I put a, I put a dim sim on a KO G1 Prime's uh, shoulders. Awesome. So they were both KOs. You can, you, can, you can see the head is safe and sound there as well anyway. But yeah. I was quite concerned. Yes. Um, and of course, uh, yeah, you know, like just a little bit of an action shot. He is actually holding the rifle upside down, but it still works. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think we, I, I think we, we did mention a couple of weeks ago, uh, Andrew Griffith from uh, well, one, of, one of IDW's Transformers artists was in attendance at Oz Comic Con. So I'm actually, I'm really happy. I managed to... I, I finally have managed to meet an IDW Transformers artist. Um, hopefully, I will be meeting more at TF Nation later in the year. And uh, I got a sketch done. So uh, Chris Chris and I both had uh, Andrew do sketches for us. And so mine is the Starscream you can see on the left there. And uh, Chris was, Chris's was the uh, Grimlock that you can see on the right there. So um, really, really stoked. It's the first time I've actually had someone draw... Uh, comic art for me as like an original piece so um yeah i'm just i'm completely stoked it's great i'm gonna gonna love putting it up on the wall behind me here yeah that's a fantastic job yeah i can't believe he bloody come within 20 k's of where i live and met up with um local member alan chang for yes (laughs) yes they they, they went and had a beer in albury it was yeah um, so Andrew actually told us that story from his perspective. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> uh, Alan, so Alan said that he, he likes, you know, sort of say if anyone's near his town. So Andrew told us, uh, Andrew told us what, what happened from his side. He got a message from, he got a message from Alan and said, oh, hey, man, if you're over in Albury, you know, um, hit me up. I'd love to have you, have you over for a drink. And he said he received the message as he was in Albury. And he was like, well, I'm in Albury now, so let's go and have a, have a drink. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so that's great. And also, just a little, little note, um, Andrew has, in fact, joined the uh, TCCA discussion group as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good to have him along there and hope he, hope, he enjoys the, uh, hope he enjoys the banter. And you can also see on the, uh, on the desk there he's got the, um, <laughs> the TCCA stubby holder in front of him. <laughs> That's a nice little thing of pride. He's in there. I didn't. I didn't see. So is he Australian? No, he, no. So he's American and he lives in Peru uh, because his wife is Peruvian. Um, and so I actually asked him because so he does all of his work in Peru. He does all of his artwork there and he digitizes, scans, whatever, and, and sends it to IDW from Peru. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I must be so getting confused with someone else. And- uh, maybe you are. Um, so yeah, uh, and he had a he had a, a he had a book of some original artwork uh, on the on the table in front of him. We did see the original uh, the original sketch for one of his Unicron covers, selling for I think it was six hundred dollars. Cool. Couldn't bring myself to do it, but damn, it looked good. So yeah, 
Should have uh, sent John a message. He would have done it. <laughs> yeah, you know, considering how good that, would have too. That design looks for Unicron, like, and to see that done in Andrew Griffith style, that would be something. Yeah, I, I've I've noticed um, from some of the some of the pictures of uh, Unicron that have made it out on Twitter this week. I've noticed that they've made Unicron so big that like he's got mountains on his uh, planetary surface, and those mountains have clouds around them and stuff as well. So it's like he's, <laughs> I love he's, it. It's like the prime Unicron, except yeah, instead of rocks, there's mountains. Yeah, no, yeah, he's like he's got he's got his own atmosphere. <laughs> That's just some. It's it's sort of ridiculous overtop sci-fi stuff that you can't help but love that's right so um before we move away from i was comic con the one of the things i like to do when i go to um supernova or comic con or anything like that um i like to find transformers artwork and of course if you've got a transformers comic artist there is going to be transformers artwork on sale at his uh, at his counter you can actually you can just see at the bottom right of one of the photos there's um some of his artwork uh, and so he had a bunch of bunch of prints there. I think he had ten Transformers prints uh, for sale, all up. So I bought all of them. Um, so <laughs> Fair the, enough. the wall behind me is going to get decorated with a lot of artwork very soon. And um, Andrew is Andrew is a great guy. I really liked having a chat to him. And as a, as he was uh, sorting out all of the prints, he's he's just put them all in front of me. He's like, "Do you want me to sign them?" I'm like, "Yes, thank you." So it's like da 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 da. <laughs> all of them um so yeah no it, it was great uh it was his first time visiting australia um hope he's had a good time and hope he comes back soon we'll see how it goes we should go to some regular news now or at least our regular segment hot shots weekly yeah <laughs> uh, our weekly photography competition in the tcca discussion group on facebook uh we encourage you to get your bots out from behind their glass and glass cabinets or just out of their display shelves. But sometimes you might need to reel them in a little bit. And um, who's who was the winner this week? This week's winner was, in fact, Alan Jones, who appears to have a bit of a pest problem in his house. <laughs> I appreciate um, the dedication of him going, like, yeah, I'm going to have, have a bite of the cheese myself as well. Has, uh, what, what do you mean having a bite of the cheese himself? It's uh, it's clearly Rat Trap who's been uh, eating the cheese. I mean, it could be, it could be sharing. Yeah, look, <laughs> maybe. maybe. It, 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 rat, um, a rat has a really small metabolism, so it doesn't want to overload itself. Well, you know, it could have been here for months <laughs> eating the one slice <laughs> of cheese. Anyway, good, good on you. Well done, Alan, and uh, congratulations. Uh, you are in the draw for the June monthly prize. We'll see how... Mm. See how we go. Good work. We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from Vi Yonder? All right. Now. The big one. Yes, the big, the big one. Let's let's talk about the big news of the week. There is a new masterpiece optimus prime coming and uh despite despite being revealed to the world at the tokyo tokyo toy show last weekend uh these are the best photos that we have um <laughs> somewhat disappointingly uh i might actually jump over here jump over to this tab here so you can in fact see him there as a, a prototype and spoilers there's some other figures that we're going to talk about there um that is that is ridiculous what's that sorry He's just a tad bit bigger than MP10 there. A little, yeah. Yeah, he's just taller. I don't think he's just a little. he doesn't have the same width as MP10, but he's definitely taller. Uh, yeah, probably about, that's probably about right. I don't think that's um, a good thing, though. MP10. Oh, also, 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 this is, this is how Takara advertises Transformers on the special stage. Yeah. Did no, one, did no one see this this week? No, I'll sort of just pop up out of context on my Twitter feed. Uh, okay, it's, uh, this is a trade show in Japan. This is where all your retailers go. They want to find out, okay, what's the best products that we can sell in our stores? And they get greeted to a eight-foot-tall man in an Optimus Prime costume getting a hand job from a Japanese man. Ah, <laughs> uh, Takara, you should never change. Anyway, back to the um, back to the table of all the things that we're interested in. 
<laughs> so, um, so you can see there he's uh, sort of next to um, Beast Wars Megatron as well, who I think we said he's a re retool of Dinobot, right? I don't think. Yeah, I, uh, he, he's, yeah, look, he's, he looks like he might have been in some of the early photos, but maybe maybe he's less of a retool these days. But um, There's probably some similar engineering here and there. Possibly, yeah. So um, let's go back over here and have a look at have a look at this. So this is the new Masterpiece Prime, and uh, he is he's designed to share a few more aesthetics with uh, the MP thirty six Megatron, so that they don't quite they don't quite look uh, they don't quite look right if you put Prime next to Megatron at the moment. So they've decided to fix that by releasing a new Prime. Now, Jason, you were one of your you'll champion for this to have uh, the new updated engineering over MP10. Uh, will I? Oh, I don't know. I thought you wanted this I to think, be. I think I was. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I was saying you know stuff about in terms of the transformation was up to date, but the aesthetics and articulation kind of weren't. So what I've heard is that the truck mode for this is actually officially licensed. Um, so he should be he should be an accurate rendition of the truck, um, and you can sort of you, you you can see there's a lot of there's a lot of lines on the front of him where various things sort of move apart and move around. Um, I was saying to Brad in the pre-show, if you compare the windows on the robot mode and the vehicle mode, it seems like chest. it's a fake chest. Fake chest. You can probably see it a bit better if you look at the Digibash image. Oh, well, let's go look at the Digibash. There you go. Um, like, just to compare, you sort of... So, on the robot mode, he's got the, you know, the two windows there. Um, but the seam that separates... It's just one single seam that separates the two. And mm -hmm. then on the, the other side of that seam, you have a bit of red panelling. Yeah, and yeah. Truck mode does the same as the evasion, yeah. evasion prime from last. Yeah, whereas on the truck future. mode, that sort of red panel down the middle is a separate piece that comes up in between the two windows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like there's, there's no real way for the windows on the robot mode and the windows on the vehicle mode to be the same. I think if you look at the um, if you look at the lights above them as well, they look markedly different on the uh, mm -hmm. vehicle versus the robot mode as well. Yeah. They stick out a lot more, unless that's part of the transformation. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I think All right. a, a lot of people, you know, have been had had a bit of contention with this in terms of the aesthetics, in that it doesn't match what they think of as prime. And I think the issue, the issue with that, and the reason why people, are, you know, having that issue is that, you know, for a long time. You think of G1 Prime, you think of what he looked like in the cartoon and in the comic. But for the last few years, right, since MP10's come out, people, you think of G1 Prime, you don't think of what he looked like in the media. You think of MP10. That's correct, yeah. Like, but MP10 wasn't... He, he, he wasn't quite as accurate to the comic and cartoon as it could be. Yeah, correct. Like, there's, there's clear aesthetic differences between the two, like in terms of you know, the bulk of the chest and the crotch, you know, the slope of the legs, all those things are present on in the media, but they're not present on MP10. And so we've defaulted to MP10 being, that's G1 Prime. And so whenever you get, you know, a third-party Optimus or a Generations Optimus or Optimus in media, you compare it in your head to MP10. You don't compare it to what Prime originally looked like, whereas this is straight up G1 Prime. It's not trying to reference MP10 in any way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's um, It does look closer to the cartoon proportions, especially around the legs. I'm less, I'm less convinced around the chest and around the around sort of the sides and shoulders, especially when they've done that weird thing with the smokestacks and his uh, his upper his upper arms. But um, I want to say weird. The smokestacks are a little bit lower than they perhaps should be. But um, you know, like it's it's all it's all details, and I I do I do especially like the leg treatment on this figure. Um, yeah. It looks like they're it looks like they're going to be hiding the wheels from his truck mode within the legs, uh, which is probably something that they should have been doing since day one <laughs> with this mold when they've been yeah. uh, when they've been doing the other Optimuses. The legs don't really look like they transform. You know, they look like just sort of part of a generic 
super robot, right? Mm -hmm. You know, from any given cartoon, which is what Prime always sort of looked like in the leg department. Yeah. <clears throat> now, you know, MP10 did make an effort, but it wasn't a very strong one. This is much more, you know, clearly referential to that original design. Mm. And you get to save $100 by getting the MP10 trailer again. <laughs> so that's, that's exactly what that is. That is the MP10 trailer. I I, so I actually, I have been wondering over the course of the week whether or not they actually did make a new trailer or not. So, yeah. I hope they didn't. You know, it could save well, the costs and like the MP10 trailer is perfect. So what if you've already got an MP10 with a trailer attached? What happens to the trailer? Well, I'm hoping they do. Same thing does in the car and the deluxe edition. It's all right. Brad, 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 knows where, Brad knows where I was going with that. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got an MP10, then presumably you'd be selling it. I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily true. I'm certainly not, but I am going to pick this guy up. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the need to sell one to get this when they've just lined out some of the detail on it. Yeah, I mean, I just sold my Black Convoy and I didn't end up selling my Eva Prime because I figured, I, mean, I highly doubt they're going to do another Eva Prime just because there's a new mold. No, oh, yeah, I, they will. I, no, I think I think they'll do something else. Um, like they'll probably they'll, do more Bape Convoys because it's not four. They'll probably do a master. They'll probably do a masterpiece Disney Mickey Mouse Prime. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Whatever. I don't know what I don't know what you're laughing at. That's it's probably going to be one of the greatest toys of next year. <laughs> well, mate. Well, like the MP10 redecos, so wouldn't surprise me. They do. Which leads very well into the other uh, the other big announcement from uh, from the Tokyo Toy Show on the weekend, which is the Golden Lagoon Transformers. So uh, this obviously uh, this is a reference to reference to the G one episode, and you can see from this you can see from this shot here you got uh, a bunch. There's a bunch of figures actually. There's a bunch of characters on here that are shown in gold, but we're only getting five of them so far. So. We'll see. Maybe the Golden Lagoon series will uh, will grow after this. But was... we we do have the gold edition of MP10 Prime, which oh, and my cat has decided to join me. Thank you. Um, we do have the gold edition of MP10 Prime, which uh, was I think first revealed to the world from Toybot Imports uh, a good couple of months ago and put up for pre-order, uh, and turns out now officially real and revealed. So there we go. Max, you were going to say something. Uh, yeah, I was going to say on the earlier image when you're talking about the expansion of the line. I think there was we saw images of a Megatron earlier in the year, but it's it was all very ambiguous as to whether or not that was a knockoff. Yeah, because I then thought a, that a was knockoff a knockoff. Did come out in chrome golden colors, mm -hmm. but it wasn't quite the same as the one we saw. Yeah. So. So. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry. So we got, we do have official photos of the uh, of the figures. So we have Starscream, who is a deluxe. Now, um, Brad, you pointed out earlier that the gold is not really gold, right? It may be just the way it's photographed too. It may be, but you you can see there's very different, there's very distinct um, chromed gold surfaces and uh, matte painted gold surfaces on there on these figures, and so. Hey? It might, just be plastic well, it might, it might not even be painted. Yes, you, you're quite right. Um, even the chrome looks more bronze, to be honest. It, it, it's it a rose gold. It's a, it, so what you're saying <laughs> is that they've, they've cut the budget of the Golden Lagoon as now the Bronze Lagoon. I think their excuse in some magazine or a toy fair was like, I don't want paint scratching on the Masterpiece Prime, but like... That seems... Why are you going to do the same thing on a deluxe Starscream? That seems pretty valid. Well, you don't want the paint scratching on any of the figures, do you? Yeah, but yeah, anyway, so nearly as many moving parts. Anyway, so what we are looking here is uh, what we are looking at here is the so during the Night Warriors, um, one of the aerial bots was <laughs> Andy. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, my cat has decided that he needs to move around in order to get comfortable. There we go. Um, so uh, one of one of the sets in uh, Unite Warriors reused one of the Aerobot molds and gave him a Starscream head and color scheme, and that became a uh, Combiner Wars or Unite Warriors Starscream. Now that figure has been reused here to make the uh, Gold Lagoon Starscream. 
and there is a set of uh, three legends figures. Actually, I might go back here because they'll probably be here. So, um, so uh, Perceptor. Now, I believe this is the Titans Return Perceptor, is it? Yeah, I think this is all whatever the most recent versions of these characters are, mm. with the exception of Starscream. But that makes sense because the Voyager Starscream kind of sucks. Yeah. So um, yeah, so we have uh, Deluxe Deluxe Scale Perceptor. Um, Beachcomber, the uh, most recent Legend scale, and uh, recent Legend scale Sea Spray as well. Sea Spray looks fantastic. Like, he really does. It looks. I reckon Beachcomber looks pretty hot as well. Yeah, I think it might be to do with a chrome head and chest, like working together really well. Yeah, it, it's the color layouts. I think, you know, like there's plenty to find chunks of it. So you know, it's like chrome head and torso, and then. Chrome lower legs and a beach space. Yeah, yeah I, that's I, a, I, you're right. Well, that's a problem you get between the Legends and MP10, just to how much bot there is for coverage. Yeah, the color separation on these works a lot better for them than on the larger figures. I feel like. Yeah, I, 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 th I think you're about right. Um, I do worry about the longevity of chromed ball joints on beach coma. Are they are they chromed ball joints there? Yeah, on the shoulders. Oh yeah, look at that! <laughs> wow, didn't they learn the first time? <laughs> it's just a yeah, ball joint. It remains the shoulder. Let's try not to hate on it. Um, so there we go. There's the uh, there's the uh, bot version of Perceptor. They look pretty hot. I'm going to get them. Mm. Uh, so this set is up for pre-order at. Uh, 8640 yen at Takaratomi Mall. Um, getting that into the country is going to be interesting now that uh, GST will be applied to everything. So that will um, that will cost you a little bit extra. Uh, I was going to ask if that was going to be covered over that side of the world as well. Doesn't matter whether it's covered over that side of the world; it'll be covered on import. So you won't get your you won't get your box until you pay the ten percent of the face okay. value. I'm so happy about that, God. Thank you, Australian Shipping government. Shipping my pile of loot tomorrow. <laughs> yes, yeah. So Big Bad Toy Store sent an email out to everyone saying, "We suggest you ship your stuff now." Mm. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it seems like there's very little way around it. Well, look, it's 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 taxation law. It's not really designed for there to be a way around it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's there's, what the Cayman Islands are for. It is tax avoidance, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, not really. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so there's some of the um, some photos from the bots on the stand at the show as well. They, look, they actually look a lot better in these images. I'm just saying. I mean, it's maybe true, it's although they do have a yellow light behind them. Yeah, maybe. They but, still have that, that rose, rose again, tinge. You know, if they're in a light box in the other images, a lot of it could be due to just they look better in in person and not you know with light focused on them or focused on them from all sides. Yeah, look, look, I, I reckon they look awesome. I'm going to get them. Um, it's interesting that the Star Scream is um, being sold separately to the uh, the others when he's just a deluxe as well. They could have put him in. They could have put him into the set. I wonder if we go back to the uh, image here. I wonder if there might be a couple of other figures to add Maybe, in there. Yeah, because they haven't. If you look at the uh, article that came out, there's they've got like release dates and uh you know pre-order opening for the other two well mm. i mean prime was like release date and you, you buy at tokyo toy fair no you buy it at wonder festival sorry um and then the other one it was like goes up june 11th releases november whereas starscream it says releases october but no mention of when pre-orders open maybe he'll end up being an exclusive somewhere maybe i mean it says Cybertron, yeah. It says Cybertron satellite exclusive. I'm not entirely hmm. sure what that is. No, neither am I. What's next? Oh, this dude. Hmm. This dude. So um, we we got we got mentioned um, a couple of months ago that Walmart would be doing their own G1 reissue hot rod. Surely not. We said like this has got to be a mistake. Uh, nope. Turns out it's real and this. Uh, so um, Maz at TF Square One has gotten his hands on one and um, posted up posted up a review and a number of photographs of the figure. Now, 
Well, may you look at that and just go, oh, look, it's a perfect G1 box. <laughs> but it's not. It, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a recently designed box that looks like a G1 box. So it's got English and French text on it. It's missing the curved corners at the top. And uh, if I move over to this, you can also see that the, the construction of the box itself is actually a little bit different to a, uh, a G1 box as well. Um, the, 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 the back card with the Transformers logo. It, it also, I, I, it looks to me like the Transformers logo is just a little bit big. Yeah, um, yeah but is, you, you look at that and you, it does automatically look off. Yeah, it does look off. I, I, I joked and said that it, it looked it looked to me like Walmart has actually um, accidentally purchased a whole bunch of reissues off eBay. <laughs> Although it, it was pointed out to me that um, Hot Rod was not KO'd. Wow, that's a rarity. Yeah. I mean, I suppose that's part of the reason why, <laughs> like, when you look at these images, it sort of looks out of place because Hot Rod's one of those figures where it seems like whenever you see it, it's always in terrible condition. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Now you can see the back of the box here as well, and um, so you know, yeah, you can see all the updated, um, all the updated uh, uh, copyrights and stuff. So there's a copyright 2017, and you also see the uh, cheeky Transformers Generations authentic logo where the robot points would have been as well. Um, but there is, of course, there's the uh, the, the um, 86 box artwork with. Uh, um, Metroplex Trypticon and two hot rods on it. If you look right about there, you can you can clearly see one hot rod and then two. <laughs> I hadn't, hadn't actually noticed that, but yeah, um, look, it's um, it's it's pretty interesting. Now, packaging inside, it's obviously a 2017 package because um, it's uh, <laughs> it's wrapped on a piece a plastic shell with the um, ties around instead of being in a in a bubble chunk of foam. <laughs> Oh, no, no, by the movie, they'd stopped doing foam, hadn't they? Yes, yes, yeah. they had. Um, and there's a slight there's a slight redesign to remove the words change from the uh, the, the top of the box. Uh, and basically, well, 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 well. so basically, that's the instructions as well. Like, there's like four steps to the instructions to transform this figure. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a slight difference in the, the sticker. So there's a, a difference in the stickers in that um, the new ones have slightly more muted colors. Uh, but also they don't have the uh, Transformers logo on the sticker sheet. Uh, and, of course, it is. It, it looks just as good today as it did, you know, what, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, and, of course, the other major difference that Maz found out when he was looking at this is that the, uh, the side stickers are actually chrome. Um, usually, they, usually they haven't been chrome. Now... Doing a little bit more digging on this, um, it does appear that this is actually a this is actually the Target Master mold as well. So he's got the space for the the gun there. Although he does, he doesn't actually ship with his um, he doesn't ship with his Target Master. It's like a wasted opportunity. Yeah, but he does ship with uh, diecast feet, uh, which is quite rare in um, in these figures. Now, this this picture is a comparison between the Target Master reissue and the Takara Bookstyle collection versus the Walmart Hasbro reissue, and so there's a few there's a few differences in uh, some of the sticker applications, and the flame on the chest is actually a, um, a stenciled on on the uh, the Target Master reissue. But anyway, look, the, this guy is coming out soon. You, you're it's going to Walmart in the US, so you're probably about to see the market get completely totally flooded with them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's going to be the sort of robot kingdom or bust route. Pretty much, and um, yeah, there's a there's a nice look at all of uh, all of Maz's hot rods <laughs> put together there. <laughs> so let's move on. I, I'm I'm looking forward to getting that. I'm uh, chomping at the bit for it. Uh, one thing that I'm not chomping at the bit for is Magic Square's uh, G1 Optimus Prime masterpiece style figure that was announced. Inexplicably, although you have to assume that they didn't know what was going to happen in uh, Japan at the time, on the very same day as Takara's new masterpiece Prime was revealed to the world, Magic Probably just like went, well, shit, I guess we're going to show this now. Yeah, possibly. So, um, so you know what? He is not actually such a bad looker. I don't know. He looks solid. Um, looks maybe better than MP10, I'd say. I don't know. It's not much of a, it's not much of a toss up to be had 
be honest, because it looks very similar. It's a, it's a halfway point between MP10 and that new one we've seen. They yeah. don't they haven't gone complete card inaccurate. There's still detail here that's mirroring MP10. He's definitely beefier than MP10. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yes, he is. Um, so here he is next to Masterpiece Megatron for comparison. Megatron does not look particularly impressed at the uh, comparison, but that's okay. No, that's the scale. I could say, but I've definitely nailed that. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's, that does seem fair. Um, and there's his uh, there's his vehicle mode as well. They've gone for the um, being a Chinese company. They don't have to uh, abide by any safety standards. They've gone for the sharp smokestacks <laughs> as well. Yeah. I mean, I look at this and I think back to that you know thing I was talking about earlier, where you know we default to G1 Prime as being MP10, not G1 Prime. Mm -hmm. This looks less like a modern update of G1 Prime and more like a refined version of MP10. Just go back a photo, Jason, to the... Yep. You, you know yeah, I mean? so this, this doesn't look like it's got a fake chest either. It looks like the real chest transforms. Yeah, which for, for some people might actually make it more appealing. I, mm. I, mean, I don't think for a lot of people... I have the price. The price that. between this and the... Oh, but then people can go the official one whether they like it or not, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think if price was a factor, well, why, why, why the sheep sound? Because it's official to carry; they have to buy it. If, if price no, was a factor, yeah, no, no, no. Why, so, why so, so, sorry, Max, just... Max, just hold on, just hold on for a minute, because I do want to, I want to talk about the sheep assertion, right? Like, okay, I shouldn't have done that. No, like, but there is there is a backlash going on around around the figure. So, like, let's talk about it. Why there's a there is a there is a feeling that Takara didn't need to update MP10. Is that is that, is that is that what we're talking about? It's not unjustified. Hmm. I, uh, like mostly wrong. Like I, I I think I think you made a good case for why they actually did need to update MT, MP10 to go with Megatron. But like, um, I I do think it's interesting that there's. There's a split in the fandom as to whether or not uh, whether or not people actually are going to get the updated masterpiece or not. So, Brad, it sounds to me like you're not. No, well, it's a, you go all the way back to Magnus. It's that shift in aesthetic choice that they've gone with. Um, yeah, that seems fair. It'll, if you're comparing it to Megatron as well, you also have to consider the fact that people might have, you know, looked at what happened with Megatron and go, well, okay, I could buy this for $300 at release and probably get QC issues. Or I could wait a few months, spend 150 bucks, and get a refined knockoff. That's not a guarantee, though. No, it's really not a guarantee. Uh, Megatron, Megatron. That is, Megatron that is a case that I've seen people make, though. Yeah, look. Uh, it's not an overly valid one, but it is a it is does seem to be a reason for people's apprehensiveness. So look, I have a masterpiece collection, so I want the new masterpiece. I'm like I don't, I don't really care about whether or not they should have updated it or not. Like, we've talked, we've talked about people like me who like need to have all of the numbers in their collection, right? Like, I can't, I can't, I can't be missing that number. Um, but you know, like there are, there are also, and I think there's a there's a growing number of people in our collectors community in Australia who are actually uh, whittling down their set of masterpieces to the figures that they want instead of going completionist on it. So, I don't know. Um, and I, some of those, some of those word numbered collectors, and they've just thrown their hands off. Especially now, where we've got the Shockwave and Megatron reissues coming in that toy accurate now, with a backflip there, and that's just how well, many why, why is that a backflip? It's just a, it's. Oh no, the plus the plus versions that they're doing. Yeah, but they've existed for ages. And in fact, I think didn't didn't Takara cancel a bunch of reissues this week as well? Oh, I don't know. Like smokescreen, wheeljack, uh, a lot of a lot of figures like some of the Autobot cars that they're still very plentiful out there. You can get them very easily, but they're like uh, there's no reason to reissue these because everyone's if everyone wants them, they can find them fairly easily at a at a decent price. Mm. Yeah, which yeah it makes me question the decision to do some of the reissues that they have done. Like the first Shockwave reissue, for instance, when that hit, like Shockwave was already everywhere. 
Well, Einhard was the same. It was six months after he came out. It was reissued again with a yeah, little die-cast Yeah, the figure. market price had fallen mm. on those figures. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is interesting. I, I actually wonder whether or not Takara, instead of actually just going out and... Because we have seen this a few times recently with some of their reissues and repaints, is that they're actually canvassing the market to see whether or not there's actually whether or not there's actually a market for some of these reissues and they're not doing them if they uh, if they actually you know realize that there's no demand for them so maybe this is the new takara takara is now actually watching the market to see whether or not they should release their reissues or not yeah they do seem to be making taking a more conservative approach across the board you know with like for instance the last light and power for primes line where you know, for the past few lines, they'd be like, yeah, we'll do better paint schemes. We'll bring remold stuff, you know, add in extra articulation, ratchet joints, new parts, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then with the recent lines, they just going, yeah, we're doing exactly what Hasbro's doing and we're just putting our sticker on the box. But it's only been the, it's only been the recent line that this has happened, right? But it's been the last two, hasn't it? Well, okay, so it's Power of the Primes. It wasn't Titans Return, but it is Studio Series as well, right? Yeah, and the last night as well. So it's no, no one cares about the movie toys, Max. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one cares about been... the last night toy line. At least but you, you, are, you are correct. Yes, um, no, fair enough. And I, I saw an interesting theory posted on uh, on Instagram about this. There was a um, an Instagram dealer that I, I purchased some things from a few months ago, and I follow. I still follow him. And he posted a picture of the uh, the Japanese Power of the Primes box. It's just like, what the hell? This is exactly the same as Hasbro's one with a sticker over it to identify it as a Takara Tomi product. What's, what's going on? And someone in the comments of his post actually said Takara has actually been majorly losing money. And this is probably a cost-saving measure for them so that so they don't have to actually retool all the production lines, redesign or do all the repaints, redo the packaging and everything else for these figures. But they still get to their, get their figures out to their audience, and when you mentioned, you know, Takara has been known to do all of these, you know, great, great, accurate repaints of all these figures. I do wonder how that's been working out for them financially, whether or not it's actually been worth like, the uh, financial like investment. Unite Warriors Devastator and uh, you know Titans Return Powermaster Prime, that would have cost them a shit ton of money to do, hmm. right? Because part of the reason why they're able to be so effective a lot of the time is that they're sharing factories and designs with hasbro like that cost is being split between two companies and two separate markets whereas if, if they're doing their own thing like that yeah they're creating more premium figures but you know it requires them to a push the price up a whole lot and b not necessarily get the same return that they were that they otherwise would have yeah so to to bring us back to the point and then we'll move on it's like I don't think people need to be called sheep for mm. wanting to buy the new Prime. Like, yeah. I have legitimate reasons for wanting to buy it. I wanted to make it a part. Of, I want to make it a part of my collection. I don't think. I uh, say so I've got the, I've got the Make Toys Cross Dimension, um, uh, Striker Striker Manus. Uh, I had a KO Shattered Glass MP10 for a while, but. Um, I sold it and got rid of it. So, like, yeah, I don't think I actually have. I don't think I have any um, any uh, KO MP primes. So, uh, I'm more than happy to add another official one to my collection. I want to. I want. I want to see what the engineering is like. Because when Masterpiece Megatron came out, the, one of the first things we said was, "Oh, there's going to have to be an update to Prime now to match this." And here it is. Mm. I was like, we knew this was coming. Like this, this it's been a year in the making. Like mm. let's. Let's not be too surprised about it, and let's, you know, like... I'm hoping... Oh, I don't want to put a Prime next to this Megatron. Yeah. I, I do hope that they have Kobayashi designing it again. Don't well, you, you know, it's probably a little bit too late if they don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, That'll be the fourth if he version. If doing it, then it's going to be a lot of really clever stuff in there. Maybe. Look, I, I think... It, it does seem in line with it. I think there needs the to be previous. a lot of clever stuff in there to make this transformation work as as it stands. So yeah. Yeah. I feel it doesn't. It's not as prohibitive as Megatron was, but I feel like there's yeah. No, look, look, the the Megatron's always been a tough ask for designers because you do have to actually turn him into a gun, mm. and a gun has particular proportions that don't really lend themselves to transformers very well. As we've seen in everyone made so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
anyway, let's 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 move back. Magic Square Toys. Um, they, I don't know. Like, I, I don't see. I don't see what's going to get me to buy this Optimus Prime instead of every other Optimus Prime that's already out there. What do you guys think? It's a tough ask for the first figure. But mm. like, hell, even Toy World's Optimus Prime. You know, that was that's a fine figure, and it costs next to nothing. Mm. But no one buys it because they they prefer the official stuff and. Now with an even more updated official Prime coming out, there's no real market for this, I don't think. Well, like, you were saying before how much you want to buy a Prime without without a trailer. If this doesn't come with a trailer, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want to buy a Prime be, without a trailer, you can get an MP1. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, like, uh, they got, got a tough road ahead of them. Um, does that does that? Uh, figure come with it or is that just someone they've stuck next to him for scale yeah uh, you can you can clearly see inside the door that there's plastic there so you can't actually put the figure inside it all right oh yeah okay i see yeah <laughs> so still interesting scale it's a good, it's a good looking prime it's just poor very poor timing yeah yeah completely oh, yeah, like, completely agree this, this is that sort of thing where if another version of this character in this design hadn't just been shown We'd all be lauding this figure, mm. and you know, saying, "Oh, it's a great alternative to MP10." But this is, this it is... got announced the same day as the new masterpiece. So, yeah, this is worse than when Fans Toys announced their Soundwave the same time as Takara's Soundwave. Back then, there was a lot less figures on the market, and we we're crambling for anything and everything. And all now, now we're uh, a little bit more conservative for our spending. So. Now there's like a devastator every few months and they yeah. still somehow make money. Here's a question for you. What if fan stories did their own Optimus Prime? Oh, people will buy that. And then I could make a sheep noise. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so, if, so people are as dedicated to fan stories figures as they are to officials as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, they, they mm. bought that RC, so apparently so. Mm. Mm. But that's the same with Ocular Max. Like, I'll buy any Ocular Max third-party bots over any of the official stuff any day. Just That shine is gone for me. Okay. Yeah. Ocular look... Max sort of fell off a bit with their QC. They, like, they, they did, yeah. MMC did for, like, a little while, and then they just came back swinging. But Ocular Max didn't really have the same comeback. No, I think, I think you're right. Yes. If you need a few more Masterpiece Coneheads, uh, Make Toys is getting ready to release some for you. Uh, these guys don't have a price or a release date, but they are Booster, Endgame, and Jetstream, which uh, we, of course, know them better as Dirge, Ramjet, and Thrust. So Make Toys... Uh, Max, you had uh, Make Toys Meteor in the, uh, on the table at... Um, on the table at uh, Adelaide's Mega Toy Fair. He was a popular one. Like, he was. A lot of people came past and picked that up. Yeah. I've had him at a couple, at least one convention before, I think, and people love that thing, and with good reason. It's, it, I'd, I'd call it one of the best third-party figures of all time. It is absolutely phenomenal. Bold claim. <laughs> I mean, bad, it certainly bad, bad is bad. in comparison to MP11. So this... this so having having seen that, that figure's grown on me quite a lot. Um, but yeah, but like I'm still going to get the official ones, right? Um, so yeah, so uh, the Coneheads, of course, share quite a lot of engineering between them and there are a few differences in their wingspans and designs, but not that much else. And um, I mean, these almost look a bit better than Starscream. I think, I, look, I, I think some of the Conehead designs have always looked a little bit better than the original Seekers. Like I think the, just... Based on treatment stuff, yeah, because it's based on this mold. Like having that added bulk there makes it look just that bit more dynamic. Mm. Yeah, so because it, it accentuates so. all the, it accentuates all the like exaggerated proportions and you know the little touches in posability. I think they've definitely figured out the um, some pretty good dynamic poses to sell these uh, sell these figures to people. Yeah, it's. I feel, yeah, I feel like if, if you're in the market for cone heads, this is 
I mean, this is the best option. Toy World did put out some really good ones. Mm-hmm. They seem they seem to get released and then just sort of disappear, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, as does seem to be the case with a lot of Toy World releases. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, now, how much was uh, how much was Meteor? Because I'm uh, assuming that's how much this guy's going to be. It cost me one fifty, and that was through a source that is generally a little bit more expensive than most other places. Mm-hmm. So, so you reckon I'd maybe imagine you'd be able to get these guys for a bit less. Yeah, hopefully, maybe. Uh, so yeah, but look, let's let's call it one thirty to one sixty, probably very likely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, anything less than two hundred dollars is worth it for these figures in mm. this mold, in my opinion. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's just exceptionally well done in every single regard. Yeah, look, I like them. It's just that they've they've come after the uh, completion of Seekers and Dragons <laughs> from the official line and like. Nah, I can't do it again. Uh, yeah, see, I was tempted to complete them, but I had the Sunstorm, and I was just like, this thing sucks. I don't want any more. Mm. And yes, does your Starscream stand well next to MP36? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll find out. You, you know what stands <laughs> even better next to MP36? <laughs> What's that? A Frozen Max. Yeah, I, I think I think Max is um, Max has offered a question and then frozen instead of giving us the answer. Max, what's the answer? Yeah, sorry, I, I lagged out. Yes, <laughs> uh, I was going to say what stands better than next MP thirty six is Meteor. That was that was um, that was Brad's question. That was literally Brad's question. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, I've missed, <laughs> I think I've missed what people what he said at some point. Fair enough, fair enough. No, Brad, Brad said, you know, how well how well does the Make Toys uh, Seeker stand next to MP36 Megatron? The answer is quite good. No. I I guess I, I cut out I meant it's cut out because I heard I heard him talking about MP11, so I must have missed <laughs> a section because the NBN is wonderful. Oh, yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Look, uh, so these guys, we don't have a release date for them yet. We can pretty much guess their prices. Uh and uh, we know they're going to be quality when they come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Wu is uh, back from the dead with an add-on kit for Studio Series Prime. So uh, this is for the the, the uh, Revenge of the Fallen Studio Series Prime. So uh, he's, got, he's got a new gun, uh, which you can see here, because uh, Studio Series Prime doesn't actually come with a gun. Uh, so he's given him a gun. He's given him some hooks to add on, in sort of, in the in the same aesthetic and same style as the uh, the, the axe blades that come with the with the figure. Uh, and he's also given him a battle axe because uh, why wouldn't you give Prime an axe? <laughs> well, I can give you good reasons for that. Is it'll probably kill some of it because it's movie Prime. Yes, no, that, that's 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 very true. Oh, he um, takes Megatron's head off with it in Dark of the Moon, but. Yes, true. <laughs> um, so, as is uh, as is often the case with Doctor Wu uh, add-on kits, there's no price or release date yet. It'll probably just suddenly turn up out of the blue one day. But um, they do, of course, look quite impressive, and they do look like they do look the part in terms of uh, going with the going with the figure that they are the add-on kits for. So, they've definitely done some creative photography to make the figure look a lot better too. <laughs> It, yeah, from what I hear and like every single piece of feedback is that this thing looks kind of terrible in photos, but then it's just amazing in hand. Studio Series Prime. Yeah, like everyone I, 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 I like talks it. about it seems to say, like, says that yeah, this is the best figure in a line so far, or it's one of. Yeah, look, I, I I like it. Um, looking at looking at this this here, like um, there are certain parts of it that I really like. Like I like the little blue things over his knees. And I do like the detail in the uh, the de- detail in the engine block in the chest as well. Yeah. Mm. I think the highlight is the color choices on it. Like the really rich red and blues work so well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyway, uh, that is uh, that's Doctor Wu's new add-on kit and uh, some really good-looking photos of Studio Series Prime. Let's head into our last story for uh, for this week. Uh, we did. We have we, we know MP forty three is uh, Beast Wars Megatron, and at the uh, toy show over the weekend, they showed a few coloured prototypes, uh, coloured prototype shots of him. 
actually maybe they're not prototypes maybe it's actually the figure in color but mm. um god he's 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 big and he's purple and he looks amazing um and yeah so the the beast wars masterpiece line is really starting to sh take shape there if you look at that uh if you look at that set there and um if i move if i move in the right direction we'll get some better quality photographs of him but uh, that head sculpt looks amazing like i didn't i didn't even on that as well it yeah rings everything out I, I didn't even watch the show but and i don't really care for the character but i'm so buying this figure yeah i, I was just expecting a like a the purple color like the t-rex head across the whole body i wasn't expecting the the metallic or chrome but i think for me the biggest highlight has been the paint scheme on mm. the robot modes mm. well i mean and the beast modes i guess but they just look so good they look like the cg models that's probably the best uh, the best photo we have there with some uh, some colors and shininess on him. Everything else seems to lag by comparison. Yeah, yeah, it is it is a really rich, it's a really deep purple. I really like it. And yeah, of course, I, I like as we know, all the best all the best Decepticons are purple, right? <laughs> I like that it's not just the one shade either. Like there's a lot of variance to it, whereas it, it is mostly just purple. But the variance in the sh in the shades of purple and you know the style of the painting on it um you know keeps it looking dynamic that's correct yes let's move on to some acquisitions um brad you've filled in none in the spreadsheet mm. has the, in the in the, in the word document whatever has, has that changed do you have anything new no nothing i gotta ship a pile of loot before the text comes in i might have something new then yeah <laughs> Thank you to the uh, new Australian GST laws for Brad's new acquisitions in the coming weeks. Yeah. Max, you got something new to show. I did. So I picked this guy up uh, when I was in Malaysia. So he's been sitting on my desk on, in his box for about a well, month and a half. Um, and you, ordinarily, he'll cost you a few hundred bucks, but because I was in Malaysia and Malaysia is insane for <laughs> toy hunting, it cost me 175 for this guy plus all the cassettes. Hmm. So this is the Hasbro version. So the Hasbro version? Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Hasbro Masterpiece Soundwave came with all the cassettes and I already had a rat that. So I'm very happy with that, you know, just having him and a complete set of them. Uh, he hasn't. Slight issues out of the way first. Uh, shoulders a bit loose. Um, transformation is a couple bits where stuff doesn't tab together quite right. He has a tendency to lean back, and the uh, what is the cassette gimmick doesn't work, like at all. <laughs> On the other hand, literally every other aspect of his figure is perfect. Beyond those three issues, it's. An absolute spot on rendition of Soundwave. I know a lot of people listening to the show probably have this guy already, but I, I can't help but gush over it. It's so, so perfect. Like, it, it's the, just the look of it alone is something that I don't think's really been replicated with any other masterpiece, where it just maintains that G1 aesthetic this perfectly. You know, I, yeah, I, I don't think any other masterpiece or any other Transformer really has. Got has it gotten close to this level? Well, the uh, simplicity of the character designs, where the G one Soundwave was so close to the cartoon as well. Yeah. Um, like there's nothing, there's no, there's nothing you can do to that to make it better yeah. to stand next to MP thirty six. And I love, you know, with the simplicity of it, right? Is he still? You know, the transformation is naturally going to be on the whole fairly simple, but he still manages to fit in a couple really neat little tricks to just make the overall you know robot moding uh tape deck mode more coherent yeah there's, there's there are a couple of neat little tricks despite the simple simple uh way you could transform him but and yeah I, I appreciate the way it. everything just locks together just makes it super satisfying to <laughs> turn back and forth so yeah a bit of an older figure but <laughs> a worthy addition to the collection nonetheless and one that was well overdue yeah all right, so uh, Brad, you don't have any new acquisitions, and I don't have any new acquisitions except for the the prints. And I um I picked up the final issue of the G two Marvel 
comic at um, Oz Comic Con. But uh, other than that, that's uh, that is about it as far as things go for me. Nice quick one for the week. Yeah, yeah. If you are listening live, thank you for listening. If you're um, if you're listening on the record, thank you for listening again as well. So, like, generally, if you've gotten to this point in the podcast, we will thank you for listening um, several times over. You will find out uh, all of the information about these stories and more with links in the run sheet if you are listening on a podcatcher that supports it. If not, head over to our official website at transformersweekly.podbean.com and you'll be able to check out the show notes there with links to all the stories. You will find all of us in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia page on uh, Facebook in the discussion group. And uh, you can find out more information about the club at transformerscca.com. That is, that is it. That's it. It's all. Thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, if you're watching, thank you for watching. Goodbye. <laughs> See you guys. Catch you later.